In order to retire successfully, you'll need vision. You'll also need a plan to execute that vision. Welcome to Retirement Pathfinder with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. On today's show, we'll give you the tools you need to navigate unique challenges you'll face in retirement. It's time to chart your financial future. Retirement Pathfinder starts now. Welcome into the Retirement Pathfinder. Glad to have you on the show today. I am Ben George with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky over at Pathfinder Wealth. And we're talking about estate planning, one of the key pieces of the overall planning process. But what we want to talk about today is, is how to do that without having a regret, right? Putting a plan in place that leaves mm-hmm. you with no regret. So it should be a good show today. Barbara and Phil, welcome in. How's everything going? Great, it's great. It's doing well, Ben. Doing real well. Glad yeah, it- fall's around the corner and I like fall, but I still, <laughs> but I do love, um, I'm, I do love summer, so I'm not ready to give that up yet. Well, we talk- I haven't really worked on my, my tan very much either. I got to get out there in the sun. Oh, <laughs> uh, you better get out there. Yeah, we'll be talking uh, pumpkin spice here before too long. Oh, I'm oh sure, my right? gosh. Yes, <laughs> pumpkin spice lattes. Thank you for the reminder. Of That's- course, of course. Well, Phil, we got to get a farm update. You said you hadn't been outside and gotten a lot of sun recently, but what's going on at the farm? Well, you know, it's. I don't know if I made the right choice here or not, Ben. Maybe maybe our listeners can can weigh in on this, but. You know, I caught a, a an, an ad recently. Uh, I listened to the farm shows. You got to get up at two o'clock in the morning to listen to the farm shows. You know, and so the the one advertisement on this farm show said, "Hey, the right tool for the job." And so that's what I'm going to title this segment. Okay. So over the years, you know, yeah, over the years we've had uh, so many different invasive species grow on the farm. And you know, if you're a farmer, or even if you're just out there as a gardener, you see the weeds come up like crazy. Well, if you don't take care of those weeds, guess what they become? trees hmm. you know so uh what we've had is we have a lot of set aside or pasture land in, on our property and uh so the invasive species we got we got hit with hundreds and hundreds of cedar trees that were growing up i don't know the, you know the birds come along and drop the seeds in the ground and and uh, so over the last couple of years you know i have been breaking my back down on my knees with my chainsaw trying to cut off these little scrubby cedar trees that are anywhere from, you know, one inch to three inches thick. And it is a, you know, well, I mean, you know, it's a backbreaking job. It really is. So one of the things we did in this ad is I, I saw they had this thing called a tree shear, where you can put this uh, device on the front of your tractor. It's a big jaws, you know, and uh, the thing, if it's hooked up properly, you can, you just put, you know, from the cab of your tractor there, you just operate it with a little joystick and you can, just shear off these particular trees, you know, anywhere from from one inch up to seven inches in diameter. So I think that I've done the right thing by buying this tool and it's over at the John Deere <laughs> dealer being installed right now, but we shall see. I'll have to give you some updates on how well that works for us, but a lot of, a uh, lot of uh, promotion on this thing is supposed to be able to, to save your, uh, save your back and looks pretty good so far. That's what you should see this thing, Ben. It's kind of because um, hmm. uh, yeah, he showed me pictures of it and how how a guy was uh, being shown working this thing, and it's like the it's like a the Pac Man for the yard, you know. Just <laughs> I mean, it was just it sliced those 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 uh, trees just like it was nothing. It was actually pretty neat. It is, yeah. It looks good on on tape. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get to get out to the farm, Barbara? No, I don't. No, you uh, see the videos <laughs> and pictures. Yeah, it, just yep. Just it get, may I be just so much fun you want to though at some <laughs> at some point, you know. Would you yeah, be upset would, if Barbara be. if Barbara bagged the big buck? Would that would upset you, Phil, if that happened? Oh, oh. my gosh! Oh, I don't want to go through that experience again. No, thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, we, we keep talking about going out there shooting, but you know things how just things get in the way. You know. Yeah, 
Well, this this will be the year, I'm sure, Phil, for you. We'll uh, we'll be looking forward I, to another update. I know. Well, I'm like the Cubs. You know, wait till <laughs> next year, right? Hey, the Cubs <laughs> Cubs are having a pretty good, uh, a pretty That's nice true. second they half. They are. Rally. Yeah, they are. Yeah. All right, well, let's jump into our main topic today, uh, which is building an estate plan with no regrets. If you have questions for Barbara and Phil, uh, after we get through with today's episode, something maybe sparks a little interest or you want to follow up on uh, a specific topic or two or really just haven't talked much about estate planning and want to begin that conversation, the best thing to do is go to pathfinderchat.com. You can do that right now. You can schedule a meeting. Just pick out a time that works for both you, you can see their calendars right there from pathfinderchat.com. But you can also call 815-399-9806. So estate planning, again, is, is one piece of the puzzle when you're building your, your plan. And some people really care about their legacy. Others don't. But if it is something that's important to you, you want to eliminate some of these mistakes that can happen with estate planning, mm-hmm. which is what we want to cover today. So let's start off with the failure to plan for these expenses that can be foreseen, right? So the things that are that are out there that you know, you may not think will impact you, but you can be prepared for them. You know, I think healthcare is one of the big ones that come to mind right away. Yeah. Notice the statement deals with expenses that can be foreseen. In other words, like you say, Ben, we know that these expenses will appear sometime, you know, during the post-retirement phase. And if we just consider the healthcare planning alone, it could devastate uh, most people's income in retirement. You know, and I, I'm going to quote a CNBC survey where they, uh, they found that 25% of the Social Security benefits went toward medical costs. That's quite a bit. That's heavy, 25%. And in the same study, according to a 2022 um, Fidelity research report on, on care costs, it said this, the average retired couple at age 65 can expect to spend around $315,000 on health care expenses in retirement. Now, that's without coverages, right? Without long-term care. Yeah, without long-term care, without uh, any type of medical insurance. 315,000 is what they can expect to face in healthcare costs. So planning ahead to offset these costs is really essential. So provided a retiree has paid into their Medicare tax for at least 10 years, they can enroll in the Medicare benefit program. It's part A and part B at age 65. In addition, they can further protect themselves by purchasing what is known as a Medigap plan or a Medicare supplement policy. Now, most of the people we're talking to, if you're past age 65, you know all this stuff, right? But I'm talking primarily to people that are you know, advancing toward that, that particular goal. It's a very confusing thing to kind of sort out. But you know, Part A and Part B uh, have different functions. But the Medicare supplement policy is used to cover deductibles and coinsurance that Medicare doesn't really cover. And it also limits the amount of out-of-pocket costs and even of a catastrophic illness. And quite frankly, that's where it happens post-retirement, right? So when my wife, Karen, and I turned 65, uh, we calculated the basic cost of Medicare coverages and came up with the following annual number. So for Medicare Part A, which automatically covers us for hospital, there's no additional premium. Uh, that's already been paid in. So there's no cost to that at this time. Medicare Part B, however, uh, which covers medically necessary services, there is a a cost for that. And the basic cost for everyone starting out is $164.90 per month. Well, if you add that all up for the both of us, it's $3,957 per year. Not cheap, but that's where we start. If you tag onto that uh, Medicare supplement policy, and we we picked up what they call a Plan G, that's another $2,740 per year. So the total cost to do the Plan B and also the Medicare Plan G is 6698 Not 
cheap by any stretch of the imagination. But here's the thing we have to understand, you know, given that our life expectancy for myself is age 81, according to the charts, and for Karen is age 83, we could end up spending on these premiums $126,000 during that period of time until our life expectancy. It sounds like a lot, but, you know, compared to the $315,000, Barb, you know, it's, you know, not not as much. Uh, it's it's pretty cost effective to do that. But wait, you know, I always say, but wait, that's not all, fans. The second shoe is about to drop, and that is the cost of nursing home care. Used to be, Barb, that we had to sell people on the idea of buying nursing home you know, protection or nursing home plans. Not so much anymore. I think our baby boomers have realized that they've had to go out of pocket or their parents have for a lot of a nursing home expense along the way. It's inevitable with life expectancy. According to the same survey I just quoted, a semi-private room in a nursing home is 7,900 bucks per month. A private room is 9,000 per month. That's across the board. So my wife and I both concluded that chances of one of us ending up in a nursing home was high considering that my mother is age 99 and has been in a nursing home for two and a half years. So add to the medical expense another $284,000 for a nursing home you know, stay over that three-year period of time. We figured that the cost of nursing home insurance of $3,400 per year was a small price to pay in our way of thinking. Yeah, you know, and it's funny too, when you calculated for what it would cost you and uh, Karen for your lifetime, just with basic premiums too, that was also uh, if you're healthy. So as time right. goes on, even if you don't go to a nursing home, then, you know, you could additional you know, prescription drugs and so forth, it could cost you. But, you know, long-term care is uh, is always the elephant in the room. It's mm-hmm. always, you know, it's it. And I tell my clients, if it's important to you, then it's important to me. But uh, like you said too, Phil, if you're married, I've always shared with my clients, is single, you've got one life to consider. But if you're married, you've got two lives to consider with long life expectancy. And, you know, the chances of both of you not needing some type of extended care is mm-hmm. you're kind of rolling the dice there. Right. Yeah, no question. You just want to make sure, right? That if legacy is important, you don't want to eat into that by not preparing for these expenses. All right. For anyone that does have a uh, make prior a priority on this estate planning. They want to take care of family and friends and whoever they want to pass these assets on to. So, you know, the big mistake that people make or one of the regrets they might have is not taking these steps that can be taken to avoid any kind of conflict that might happen with their heirs and family members after they're gone. Yeah, you know, um, I was just reading a recent study too, Ben, uh, done in 2022 by Caring.com. 64% of Americans think it's very important to have an estate plan. However, actions don't line up with their views on estate planning. Only 34% of Americans have any kind of an estate plan. So that's hmm. about half. So one of the areas that we help our clients with is estate planning. We'll have them meet with our attorneys and they can discuss a plan for them and their family. And they can meet right here at our office here. We can make that simple for them if they have not had a plan set up. And oftentimes people don't think about setting up an estate plan until they retire. A good plan not only covers what and who you would like your property to go to after death, but during your lifetime. So when we've we've, uh, talked with clients in the past, and some of them want to make sure their estate goes to their kids and then to their grandkids and not their spouses, not their kids' spouses, yet they have nothing in place to ensure that. An estate plan can be as simple as a will or it can be as complex as a trust with separate trusts for each child that are usually created on the second death of the spouse. Share this information with your kids. Mm -hmm. Your kids need to know. 
Uh, they need to know who's in charge in the event of incapacity, uh, handling financial affairs, handling healthcare decisions. The good thing is that I've seen more people in the last several years with the trust compared to like 15 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. I have. Yeah, it used to be people never even heard of a trust. No, you yeah. used to do so many uh, trusts that it was that was just so much a part of our the our financial planning. Mm -hmm. And one myth is that estate planning is for the wealthy. It's not at all true. Uh, estate planning is about maintaining you maintaining control mm -hmm. for your family. Uh, now we've had here we've had many clients who passed away and they've had estate plans. So now things continue in trust for their kids, uh, per their parents' wishes. Two things to know is get an estate plan <laughs> and uh, keep it updated. I would say every five years. You know whether that's a will or a trust, you can uh, you know work with an estate planning attorney and, and decide what is best for you. We've had our clients set up uh, plans before to fill and they say, well, I don't really want my kids to know what's in my estate, mm -hmm. but they don't have to know. Because, mm -hmm. you know, when you look at a will or if you look at a revocable trust, for instance, there are no dollars attached to those uh, documents. This is just about planning. So tell your kids what you've done. And secondly, check beneficiary designations on accounts. More importantly, check with the custodian that you're with. I just had a company update a beneficiary designation a couple of weeks ago because they were missing one beneficiary. Well, they made the correction, but always check with the company or the institution you're with. Yeah, this conversation that uh, you know parents have with the kids uh, most of the time it's it's one direction. It's it's really the kids to the parents, you know, because quite frankly, the parents you know uh, obviously don't want to talk about their impending mortality, right. uh, and the kids still want to appear to be. Uh, self-serving yeah self-serving and it's an awkward conversation but one of the ways that uh we would suggest that uh, the kids talk to the parents if if they really want to um encourage the parents without feeling uh getting the feeling that they're being self-serving here is okay mom and dad what happens if one of you has uh, a medical issue who's yep. going to make those decisions for you uh you know if, mom if you can't make a decision for dad because you're not able to or you're gone one of us kids have got to do it for you, and uh, and that's where you know we need to sit down and talk to a lawyer about it. Take the pressure off of yourselves, kids. Uh, you know, children of our of our older clients, and uh, let the attorney do all the heavy lifting. Yeah, very good uh, to talk about what what happens while you're alive. Mm -hmm. You know, wills right. and trusts are for upon death, but of course, while you're alive, also. But uh, you know, what about who can sign for you? Who do you right. want to sign for you? Who do you want to make? those uh, medical decisions besides the spouse. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you don't, if you don't take care of it within the family, then the government gets involved, right? Yeah. What would you rather have? Would you rather have family control or government control? And I think we all know the answer to that. Yeah. I think we, we all can agree for the most part on that answer. All right. <laughs> uh, we're talking about estate planning with no regrets. If you have questions for Barbara and Phil over at Pathfinder Wealth, please give them a call at 815-399-9806. Hey there, just a quick break from the podcast for a moment to tell you how Barb and Phil are assisting clients every day in the office with some effective tax savings opportunities under the latest Secure Act 2.0 legislation. If you want to find out how much you could save, give them a call and schedule a free 15-minute initial consultation. Call 815-399-9806 or go to pathfinderchat.com. That's pathfinderchat.com and schedule your visit with just a few clicks. We'll also put the contact info in this episode's show notes. Now, back to the show. 
What about this regret, uh, transferring your real estate uh, while you're still living instead of at death? I know a lot of people think about the best way to pass on their real estate because it's such a big asset, but is this a regret? Wow. You know, Barb, uh, you and I have heard how many people yeah. talk about uh, transferring their house to their kids in order to qualify for Medicaid if, you know, if they end up going to a nursing home. Either, you know, transfer it by way of deed or, you know, sell it to their kids for $1. Yeah. That used to be the biggie, yeah. right? Well, in effect, what you're really doing is you're gifting that house or that property to your kids. It's a gift. It's what they call a completed gift. It goes indeed to the uh, in, in the form of a deed to the kids. And I want to talk about three disadvantages to consider when thinking about transferring real estate this way. Okay. You know, the first one is, uh, yeah, the first one is to uh, uh, know something that's called a, a look back rule for five year or five year look back rule. This means that either a portion or even 100% of Medicaid can be denied if you apply for it within the five-year period of time that you've done the transfer. So depending on what state you're, work, you're, you're working in or what state you're living in, um, you know they could prorate that particular gift. If you've, let's say, offset it by three years already, they could just say, okay, you're responsible for two years of, of private pay and right. spend down, right? Others would deny it 100%. So it really kind of depends on the department you're working with. Here's a second disadvantage, and it's a tax disadvantage. Uh, there's a tax law on the books for many years known as the step-up and basis rule. So whenever a person dies uh, with real estate, it's called a capital asset, obviously, and this would pertain to stock as well. We're talking about real estate here. But in essence, what, what actually happens is that when a person dies, the original cost basis, in other words, what it costs mom and dad to buy that house okay, is stepped up at the time of, of death. And there's a new cost basis that's established. If they still own it. If they still own it. That's correct. And that's the key to it here. A property can then be sold without a tax. However, if the property is deeded to the kids, you know, by way of this deed uh, in, a, in the form of a gift, okay, if it's deeded to the kids prior to the parent's death, there is no step-up basis. They lose that. Yeah. That advantage is gone. And the kids... Uh, uh, if they decide that they want to go ahead and sell that real estate at some point, uh, they have to go back to the original cost basis and calculate that capital gains tax. That's a biggie. They lose that advantage. And by the way, the latest uh, uh, tax law change, um, if you have an irrevocable trust, be aware of the fact that that has to be handled differently right now because they changed the rule and they said, if you put a house into an irrevocable trust for the purpose of protecting it, when you pass away, if that's not included in the estate of the decedent, okay, it loses the step up in basis. And that's a very important change in the rule here now. That's recent so then. It is recent within the last six months. So uh, give us a call. We can give you some more details on that and how your attorneys can be made aware of that particular change and, and put the language in the trust to prevent it. Here's a third disadvantage, and that is losing control and ownership of the property. Under this scenario, you know, we're not so much concerned about the kids, you know, getting the property and then kicking their parents to the curb, right? That that doesn't happen. Um, but what we're talking about here is inheriting the kids' liabilities that, that are being transferred to the parents. So if, you know, I always say bad stuff happens to good kids. You don't have to be irresponsible to be sued, right, or to have a medical expense, so if the kids are sued, if they get a divorce or they incur financial difficulties, the house can be lost and the parents are now on the street. Why? Because the parents don't own the property yeah. any longer, mm. right? So that's that's pretty bad. Now, here's the worst case example that I have uh, actually uh, witnessed in the last few years with regard to gifting of a farm. Actually, it was a farm 
estate that was gifted to the children prior to the parents' death. And the farm at the time of the parents' death was worth uh, two, uh, two million bucks. And that's what happened the last of them to die. And the children uh, looked at the farm and they said, well, you know, do we want to be farmers? No, we don't want to be farmers. You know, we live in the city now. They had no desire to, to con- continue on in that business. And so, but here's the thing they found out because the farm was gifted to them, right, by way of a gift, they have to go back to the parents' original cost basis. And for them to sell the farm at that point would cost them over $500,000 in capital gains. Wow. And that's between federal and state. $500,000 that they wanted to sell it. At that point, the kid said, oops, <laughs> hmm. I don't know what my parents were thinking is what the, the fellow told me. But I said, well, maybe they just wanted the farm to stay within the family. You know, yeah. that's a possibility, right? My gosh, you talk about a change of life overnight. You know, I can see why some do this, you know, to avoid the conflict on death among siblings. Yes. You know, but if it's farmland and it's been owned for so many years like this, and that's a that's a big mistake. You know, seek out a good estate planning attorney or a CPA before you make that decision. Yeah. In fact, in this situation, what happened, Barb, is that because the kids decided not to sell the farm, now you had three kids in business in the farm business, you know, and you can imagine all the complexities that came along with that. Yeah. And they probably don't all agree. That's exactly what happened. You know, and that's why it's a good, well, and you mentioned the five-year look back and that's a good point too, since it's new, Phil, that um, we have many clients we've set up irrevocable trust with here. So after five years, then of course it's lean free, Mm -hmm. but a good point for when I had just mentioned looking at your trusts every five years or when there is an update. Yeah. Life is not static. Right. It changes all the time. The rules change. The laws change. Be aware of it. Yeah. Yep. Good reminder to always stay on top of your estate plan. It's not just a set it and forget it thing. You want to be mm-hmm. updating it as you go. You know the stock market is unpredictable, but did you know that that volatility can wreak havoc on your retirement savings if you're not prepared? Don't leave your future to chance. Let Pathfinder Wealth Management help you navigate these turbulent waters. With over 70 years of combined experience and a fiduciary responsibility since 1996, they have the expertise to guide you through market ups and downs. Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky are dedicated to educating clients and empowering you to make informed decisions. To get in touch, book a 15-minute chat with them today by visiting pathfinderchat.com and take control of your retirement plan. Don't let market volatility derail your future. Visit pathfinderchat.com or visit the link in the description of today's show. All right, last one here, and this maybe is the the biggest, right, is taxes, the tax implications of your (laughs) estate. If you do not consider these things and make decisions to, to help improve that, that could be a major regret for you. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, Ben, the tax implications now and after death should be considered. So most people won't have an estate tax problem when it comes to federal estate taxes. Right now, that's just under $13 million in t- 2023. So you have a $13 million or up to $26 million for a married couple that you can pass on before there's any uh, federal estate taxes. But there is an Illinois estate exemption of $4 million. Mm-hmm. So you you have to set up proper documents to protect yourself from that. If you'd like to position your assets more efficiently for your heirs, both Roth IRAs and life insurance are tax-free. And if you want to access either of those during your lifetime for income, they're tax-free. That means withdrawals don't affect your income. They don't affect your Medicare Part B and D premiums, unlike your required minimum distributions, which now begin at age 73, uh, from your taxable IRA account. 
and there are no required minimum distributions from a Roth IRA. So even if you choose to not worry about paying taxes now for your kids on those accounts, there are efficient ways for an IRA owner to reduce taxes before required minimum distribution time comes that you can plan for now. There's still some planning that you can do if you if you're at that stage of the game and you're uh, taking required minimum distributions. But for example, if you're not withdrawing from your IRA currently and that will continue to grow, well, so will the taxes on that account. You can work now on reducing that value staying within your same tax bracket and converting some of that to a Roth IRA. There are no income limits on Roth IRA conversions. The question is for our listeners, do you think taxes will go up in the future? Well, it's highly very likely, uh, but you can do some planning now. And one more quick point is if you have a beneficiary IRA, and you've been taking required minimum distributions prior to 2020, you can continue those required distributions for your lifetime. That was called a stretch IRA. But since 2020 in the SECURE Act, that's been done away with. So now if you become, after 2020, if you became a beneficiary IRA, you're subject to zeroing out that account in 10 years. Uh, That could be kind of complicated if you're not aware of how that works. Reach out to us about this since it's a new rule. Reach out to us at pathfinderchat.com and schedule a 15-minute complimentary call. We'd be happy to talk with you about this. Yeah, just uh, you know, if we if we reconsider that that Roth IRA conversion that you were talking about, Barb, uh, sometimes um, it doesn't make sense from a tax standpoint for every single client to do that. Right? Very true, too. Yeah. However, one of the things that I would point out is an advantage. It wouldn't be so much an advantage to the parents as it would be to the children, because uh, you know the question I would have for the parents is, you know, if you had a choice between passing your estate along tax free to your children or taxable to your children. Which one of those would you choose? Well, I have some smart alecky clients that would say, "Well, they're not working for it anyhow, yeah, so right. they can they can pay their share." I've heard that. Yes. <laughs> so, but I think that we would all agree that you know we'd like to try to make life a little easier for them, and if we can get them out from underneath the tax burden of an inheritance, that's what we'd want to do. Yeah, and if they're not going to be using it too, I mean, so there's different scenarios, like you said, but I have clients that have set that up uh, specifically that way, right? So the kids inherit tax income or tax-free accounts. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot to sort through. As you can see, estate planning is not an easy process, and you need someone on your side to help you out with that. Barbara Phil can always be available for you to help you with that discussion and, and to get your estate planning on track. Again, you can always reach out pathfinderchat.com if you have any questions about what we've talked about want to just set up a meeting with Barbara and Phil that is the best place to do that but you can also call 815-399-9806 estate planning is so important if it is important to you you want to do so without any regret so Barbara and Phil thanks for laying this out for us today and we'll chat again soon okay have a great rest of summer Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.